Hey everyone, welcome back to Alpha Street Interviews. This is Arjun Vijay and I have with me today Sanjay Bonsley, who is the CEO of Stone Castle Financial Corp. The company is a NASDAQ-listed investment management firm with the ticker symbol BANX. Hey Sanjay, good afternoon. It's good to meet you. Yeah. Um, Sanjay, first, uh, give us a quick overview of Stone Castle Financial Corp and maybe touch upon your portfolio investments and asset mix as well. Sure. Um, thanks, Arjun, and uh, nice to uh, meet with you this morning. Um, you know, Stonecastle Financial Corporation, uh, which trades under the symbol BANX, is a closed-end um, investment company. And, um, you know, today, um, Stonecastle Financial Corporation is focused on making non-passive, non-controlled investments in banking-related securities. Um, you know, most of these securities today are issued by community banks, regional banks, and money center bank. Um, the company's investment object objective is um, primarily focused on income generation, uh, capital preservation, and providing risk-adjusted returns. Um, you know, the company's strategy is also to mitigate risk by making uh, investments in um, higher quality assets um, that generally mirror um, investment grade risk. And then finally, you know, Stonecastle today uh, trades at a 7% uh, dividend yield. And, um, you know, its last published NAV was um, around $22.05. And uh, what can you tell us about the company's credit quality and what's your risk mitigation strategy like? Sure. So, you know, the, the company's um, um, Credit quality today, um, you know, we view it as, uh, as being pretty high. And, you know, as, as I mentioned in my opening question, um, you know, we try to mirror uh, the risk profile within uh, Stonecastle Financial Corporation to approximate um, investment grade risk. And, um, and if you look at these securities, they are um, generally issued by banks uh, that are themselves um, rated uh, investment grade. So, you know, think about ratings from triple B and up. And, um, you know, so these securities are issued by some pretty um, sound financial institutions. Um, and then, you know, also as part of our risk management process, you know, we review our portfolio on a, a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And, um, you know, which further adds to um, mitigating um, the, the risk profile within BNX. That's great. Uh, can you tell us what is going to be the impact of a rising in, rising interest rates on Stone Castle's portfolio? Sure, it's my favorite question, Arjun. And um, you know, if you were to look at the portfolio today, um, it is about two hundred plus million of assets, um, uh, gross assets within um, the the company, and. Um, about 70% of those assets are in uh, floating rate securities. So, you know, think LIBOR Plus, SOFR Plus. And uh, it's one of the changes that has taken place, uh, positive changes that's taken place since Aramark took over um, the day-to-day -day management of uh, Stonecastle Financial Corporation. Prior to that, it was pretty much fixed rate. Um, but today, like I said, about 70% um, plus of the assets within the company are floating rate. So, you know, obviously as um, assets start floating up, 
um, you know, um, you know, the company should benefit from uh, increased earnings. All things constant. All right, great. Uh, you had earlier mentioned about your net asset value, so let's talk a little bit about that. How do you see the NAV trends, and what are your observations there? Yeah, so you know, this the other um, positive feature of Stonecastle Financial Corporation. The NAV has been fairly stable. You know, obviously during the pandemic, um, it took a bit of a dip, and while you know assets were just you know folks were trying to find out um, uh, the values uh, of, of assets, right? When liquidity kind of dried up, but you know, X that um, generally speaking, the NAV for um, Stonecastle Financial Corporation has ranged between $21 and $22. And um, so fairly stable. Um, one other thing of note is uh, we do not self-mark any of the assets within the company. Uh, these are all third-party broker quotes. And so there's a lot of transparency into you know, the, the liquidity profile of these also, given you know, these are third-party quotes. Interesting. Uh Sanjay, I know you had briefly addressed this during your last earnings conference call, but could you expound a bit on your observations on how community banks in particular have endured the pandemic period and how smooth the reopening was for you guys? Yeah, you know, another great question. So, you know, community banks, um, you know, they are very important in supporting um, the local economies, um, especially the smaller towns, right, in the U.S. And um, also, um, you know, one of the things uh, from structural features for community banks that has changed meaningfully since the great financial crisis is that, the, you know, their risk profile has changed me meaningfully, um, you know, uh, so meaning they've gotten to be much more conservative balance sheets. Um, so, you know, the, if you were to look at our portfolio today, Generally speaking, I think I mentioned this in the last earnings call. Um, the tier one capital ratios on average for our community banks is around 13%, you know, um, meaningfully above the, the minimum required amounts. And um, so the, the banks actually during COVID went, went into that period with some strong liquidity um, and fairly um, uh, conservative balance sheets. And, um, you know, so what happened during the pandemic also is the PPP loan program took off where the banks, you know, their earnings actually uh, were positively impacted by, by the underwriting fees that they charged um, in underwriting those triple P loans, right? And obviously, you know, the risk profile of those were also very low because you had a, basically a backstop from the U.S. government. Um, so that, uh, you know, the, the, the loan program definitely um, positively impacted uh, the, the bank's incomes. Also, uh, from a um, um, credit reserves perspective, you know, um, banks, um, um, banks management teams actually did increase their reserves, as you would expect them to. But, you know, a lot of that didn't come to fruition um, because, you know, the Fed, as you know, um, pumped up a decent amount of liquidity into the U.S. system, and um, you know, support a lot of businesses. So defaults actually did not spike as most people thought they would. And so what you're seeing today is community banks are pretty much every uh, you know any type of bank that's well managed is now reversing those reserves. Um, and um, you know, and, and so given that uh, banks are fairly active 
uh, supporting their local businesses um, and their local communities. Okay, great. Lastly, Sanjay, what would you like to tell the viewers who are considering investing in the company? What is the value prospect for them? Sure. So, um, you know, let's let's take um, 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 let's look at the company from a couple of angles. One is, uh, like I've mentioned, um, you know, the the company today invests in securities issued by community banks and money center banks, and um, you know that. That itself, I think, highlights the impact portion of um, the company. Um, you know, one of the things that I didn't mention uh, during uh, the pandemic is, if you're a minority-owned business or a woman-owned business, um, seventy percent of those businesses got their PPP loans via a community bank. And if you're a veteran-owned business, about sixty percent of those types of businesses got their loans from a community bank. So you can see how impactful you know, community banks were in supporting these businesses during some of the toughest times, right? And so from an um, impact perspective, I think um, you know, um, uh, that the company registers fairly well. And um, then if you're to look at from an economic perspective also, um, you know, like I said, um, the company is focused on income generation, capital preservation, and credit quality. And you know, if we were to go back in time and kind of look at the financials of the company, um, you know, it has really exhibited a lot of stability um, in terms of income generation. Actually, since you know we took over the management of um, uh, the company back in February of last year, um, income actually um, has increased within the company. Right? Um, you know, we've been out earning our dividend, um, and and that's also a function of being able to increase uh, the gross assets uh, under management within the company. Um, so, um, you know, that, that has obviously helped. And from a capital preservation perspective, it's a high credit quality portfolio, in our opinion. And it has exhibited that in terms of, um, um, and also as exhibited as a uh, stable NAV. All right, wonderful. Um, we'll wrap up with that, Sanjay. It was such a pleasant conversation. Thank you for your time.